This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati with us. Mojo, we're going to get right into it today because last night during the Floyd Mayweather John Gotti the Third fight, absolute mayhem broke out in the ring. That's it. That man right there, who I know you all are very familiar with, he is one of the best boxers uh, that we've ever seen step foot in the ring. The former multiple-time world champion, Antonio Tarver, was calling the fight. Antonio, first of all, thank you for being here. What the hell were you thinking as this is all going down just feet away from you? Man, I don't know. It just happened so fast, you know. Um, I'm calling the fight at the time. It was a great exhibition, Floyd, putting on a show, entertain, you know, as always, but... It seemed to me Gotti didn't really want to fight until the fight was called off. <laughs> he got aggressive as if he really wanted to take Floyd out, but when the fight was actually taking place, he didn't have that energy, man. He really didn't. Um, it was entertaining. Floyd showing out as usual, but there was no match. And um, But the energy was in the crowd, man, and uh, if he was looking for that, you got it. Antonio, have you ever seen anything like it? I mean, you've been around so many boxing matches in the past. Obviously, your incredible career. You've called fights before. You've been in the corner. Have you ever seen anything like that? You know, we got to remember Riddick Bowe and Andrew Gallardo. That was a, a melee up board with uh, Zab Judah was sort of like the same thing. So it has happened before. I don't think it ever happened in an exhibition, though, where you couldn't really win. You feel me? It was just... We're going to perform, we're going to entertain our fans, but we're going to both raise our hands and we're going to, you know, hug at the end of the day. But like they said, last names matter. And I think, man, with these two huge brands, it just it, it brought about a lot of energy. And uh, unfortunately, it ended like this. But uh, I was excited. Uh, ringside, man, and the fans was engaged. So unfortunately, it had to end like that. I wanted it to go on. It was an exhibition. So if they're talking a little trash, you know, let give them some room because, like I said, it was a bit different than the normal exhibitions. And I tell everybody, in every exhibition, a real fight breaks out. And we saw that last night. <laughs> That's something I want to ask you about, Antonio. I mean, what was the vibe like in there? Were people scared? Did they feel unsafe? Because obviously, Floyd's crew... <laughs> Kind of a scary bunch, and then you bring Gotti into the mix with, with his ties. I mean, it seems like with a brawl like that, that thing could have gone anywhere. Were, were, were people scared? I mean, uh, when you look at the two brands, I mean, you know Gotti, what they're about, what they, you know, in the history of the past. So, you know, but now it's just competition, man. I think we were a couple rounds away from just having a, a great overall show. But uh, I think when you look at it, Gotti was the instigator. 
and we gotta look at it like we saw it. You know, when the referee stopped, Floyd was cool. You feel me? But it was Gotti that went around the referee and was aggressive and, you know, Floyd had to fight him off. So if anybody is at fault here, it's the Gotti camp, if you call it like you see it. Uh, Antonio, uh, one, do you think that Kenny Bayless, did he, did he stop the fight when he shouldn't have? And now there is talk of a possible rematch being set up. Do you think that people want to see a rematch with uh, John and Floyd? Man, you got you got Conor McGregor out there picking sides, so you feel me? <laughs> you got this video going viral, bro. If if they if they don't have a big rematch, then I don't know what is. But I think a rematch is definitely in store. Can you imagine this fight in Madison Square Garden, the mm. big house? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta play here. I think, man, because of the notoriety that the uh, may you know the melee cause. I mean, this is everywhere. I have. I mean, this is international. This is the big sports right now, man. This <laughs> no, it is fact. Yeah, for real. The fallout of Mayweather Gotti exhibition, bro. Yeah, and Antonio, obviously, the only fight uh, wasn't in the ring. I mean, there were fights all over the arena. But uh, Jocelyn Hernandez, of course, from Love and Hip Hop fame, and Big Lex, you uh, you had the exclusive video there on your social media page. What happened there? How did that start? And what were you thinking as you're watching if you're as you're watching Jocelyn just beat the hell out of big legs? Man, you know what? I was just going live with my fans, giving Barbara's take about the big melee we just had with Floyd and, and, and John Gotti. And then I'm going back in the back of the dressing room and we got another fist to cuff, man. I'm like, what? You mean I gotta commentate again? I don't get paid for you put me. <laughs> but it was crazy, man. I just hated to see two beautiful women, you know, acting that way. You know, I don't condone, you know, fighting outside of the ring. I mean, if, they, if those two women really have that type of grudge match, let's do it in the ring. Let's do it in the ring where you can both, you know, express yourself and nobody has to go to jail. That's what makes boxing a beautiful sport. Will you call the uh, rematch, Antonio, if they make the fight? Will you be there? Man, I'm going to try to be in somebody's corner to give them them skills so they can get in there and handle their business. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm going to be involved one way or another, man. I'm going to either be calling the fight, I'm going to be in one of those ladies' corner making sure they come home with the victory. Hey, Tony, all I was going to say, man, was you definitely got some experience coaching. The day I met you, actually, is when Logan Paul fought four of the five Gronkowski brothers, and you had about 45 minutes to train all four of them before the first boxing match of their life, and they held their own in there, man. So I, that, for one, I would love to see. For, for sure, man. I'll see you when I get back home. I'm, I got that long drive right now. Why that is. <laughs> Antonio, brother, thank you as always uh, for providing, I guess, the, the eyewitness testimony, what you saw. It was crazy incident, and we appreciate your time. It was. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. UFC 289 went down over the weekend, and uh, as all MMA fans are talking about uh, this weekend, today, uh, Amanda Nunes has retired. Uh, she dominated Irina Aldana, and she laid down her gloves, and uh, I think the woman that everybody wants to hear from today is uh, the only person 
in like the last 10 years to beat Amanda Nunes, the former UFC bantamweight champion, the, the woman who was supposed to be inside of that octagon on Saturday night in Vancouver, Juliana Pena. Juliana, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Mike? How are you? Good, good. I've been dying to get your reaction, Juliana, since uh, I watched Amanda put down those gloves and those belts in the octagon Saturday night. Just dying to hear your uh, your thoughts. Obviously, there's some unfinished business between you two. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it just like that. There's unfinished business. And and listen, the reality is, is that Amanda uh, retired. She she had a, a, a great career, but let's let's uh, call a spade a spade. She's a coward. You know, from the very beginning, the UFC told me that she did not want to fight me. And that's why it took so long for them to make the trilogy. Um, this is a, a brutal sport. It involves violence and there's tons of injuries that come along with it. And because I got injured, I was unable to um, make that fight. And I had asked her please you know push this fight back let's keep the trilogy going you know and I had to pull out but you know when she had COVID I gave her six months to recover and it's just unfortunate that she wasn't able to you know return the favor and just wait so that she could you know finish her career um, with this trilogy it was going to be the biggest trilogy only trilogy in the UFC women's MMA ever and uh, you know I just think that at the end of the day with her retirement this is something that's going to stick in her side for for the rest of her life we're one and one it's tied up and the fact that she walked away like this it's it's unfortunate um, but you know per, uh, personally congratulations professionally what the heck was that you know do you believe that she is actually scared to get in you in the octagon with you that she believes you can beat her obviously you can we've watched it happen is, yeah. is that why she's leaving you know i think that at the end of the day we're fighters so we know what's on the line i i i, I don't want to say scared i just think that she knows that she's got to earn her money the hard way you know case in point here we go Case in point, you know, that uh, we got another we got another case in point here that that's a tap. Tapper Amanda knows what's on the line. She knows what can happen. She knows that she lost her belt to me and she knows that I'm a threat. So she's going to do everything and anything that she can to say that, you know, she wants to discredit me and say that I'm not good or that I'm never going to be champion. But but the reality is, is this when she was in that press conference, when Irene came in, she said that it's a lot less heavy for her. And. Obviously, we know why, because she's going to have to earn her money the hard way and she knows what's at risk and she knows that she's not going to win that fight. You know, I, I truly believe that she owes my training partner her win bonus, because if uh, I fought her that night, June 10th, there was no way she was going to get that money anyways. So she's lucky she dodged a bullet. You know, Manda is still only in her mid 30s. We've seen athletes retire and come back many times in the past. Have you given up on the hope that the fight is actually going to happen or, or do you believe there's still a chance, Juliana? At this point, she's dead to me. You know, you retired, good, go right off into the sunset, have a good time. We gotta keep pushing around here, you know? So let's let's keep this division open and alive and, and things are gonna be exciting and opening up and, and my eyes are getting my hands on that gold and keeping on to that gold until, you know, my career's over. But in the meantime, there's there's not much I can say. I told you guys back uh, when we were getting ready for the fight, I call me Mystic Pena, uh, that she was going to retire and that she was one foot out the door. So once again, I called it. And it's just one of those things where there's not much to say other than get out the way now. It's it's my turn to to figure out what's going to happen now that you've left me um, to to carry the whole division. 
Has the UFC said anything to you yet? I mean, obviously, you're the former champion. You're the number one contender. This was supposed to be your fight. So there are like 101 reasons why you deserve this title shot, obviously, now that it's it's seemingly about to be vacant. What has the UFC told you, Juliana? It's not really a question. It's a who's next. I'm sitting right there front row. It's not like they have to think about it. You know, I'm the number one contender. I'm the former world champion. I was scheduled and slated to fight for the world title that night. So it's it's not um, a question of am I going to get the title shot? It's more so the fact when am I going to be healed and when am I going to be ready to fight again? You know, I could be eyeing the card in Madison Square Garden. I could be eyeing the card in uh, Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, so it's just a matter of when I'm ready to fight and who the it will be. What would you say to Amanda today? And I, I'm assuming you haven't had an opportunity to, to speak with her at all. What would you say to her? Any message that you would send to the, uh, I guess, the newly retired double champ? Yeah, I'd say we're, we're one and one. You tapped. I ran out of time. I, I was literally gunning for you that entire five, 25 minutes. I was literally putting in her face trouble the entire fight. She knows it. I know it. And and best of luck to you. Congratulations. You know, uh, have a good time. But I know at the end of the day, a fighter, it has, especially when they're still young, is going to have a hard time walking away from this sport. And, and when she's ready to come back, I'll be here. I know the fans so badly want to see that third fight. But even if it never happens, obviously that bantamweight division you know, anchored by you is uh, has got a lot of exciting fights coming up here. Thanks, Juliana, for your time as always. I really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for coming. Coming up next on TMC Sports, Tom Brady hanging out on a three hundred million dollar yacht with Mr. Beast, the biggest YouTuber in the world, throwing footballs at drones. The question is, was this actually real? We'll show you the video, let you decide next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo will go from one of the MMA goats to one of the NFL goats in Tom Brady. Uh, the seven-time Super Bowl champion was recently hanging out with the biggest YouTuber on the face of the earth, Mojo, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, who, of course, is closing in on 160 million subscribers on YouTube, Mojo. So uh, they were recently hanging out on one of the most incredible yachts that you've ever seen, a $300 million yacht. And while they were aboard the ship, Mojo, they had an idea. Mr. Beast had a drone, and they said, let's see if Tom can actually throw that football. Turns out he can. Watch this. I want to see if you can hit my drone out of the sky oh, no. with a football. All right. If I hit the drone on the first try, maybe I should come out of retirement. I like that. Dad, you're going to like miss. I probably will miss. First try. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
moving on. Carl's probably the worst wide receiver you've ever thrown to. Unless you dome him in the head, he's probably not going to catch it. All right, Carl, don't screw this up. Just throw it as far as you can. No, oh, no! <laughs> you hit him in the chest. You got to hit him in the head. What? No first way. Try. Well, first he, try. Hey, Babcock, you heard him. He said it. This is legally enforceable, yep. I think. Kind he's of. coming back. Coming back. He, he's coming back. <laughs> While he's at it, he, he, he's player owner for, for the Raiders. I, I like this. Football just doesn't seem the same without Tom Brady, and I don't like that. So you, you got it. We got it on tape. This is fantastic. This is an unbelievable throw. Obviously, yeah. we're talking about the greatest person to ever throw a football, so there's yeah. that. But still, man, hitting the drone first try, hitting the guy dead in the numbers, doesn't matter if he dropped it or not. That's not Tom's problem. Uh, yeah, but perfect throw. Impressive. It literally hit him right in the chest. Do you buy that that was the first shot? I'm so impressed. I know people out there are saying he's an NFL quarterback, and that's easy. That's not easy, and especially not when you're, you're on an elevated platform and you're throwing over the sea. There's so much wind and stuff, Mojo. Hey, you're on the water too, Babcock. It's not like it's an even still surface. Right. You might be wobbling right, a little bit here. I actually would have absolutely given Tom the pass if he only hit it on his third attempt. I right. definitely am buying it, though, that he hit it on the first try. I mean, this is Tom Brady here we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't put anything past him no. except that outrageous golf shot that he had, the hole-in-one. Oh, yeah. Now, that, was fake. that was definitely <laughs> fake. Uh, here it was, Mojo. This was definitely a viral campaign. There was also that stunt, and uh, I'm sure we'll take a look at it after the golf shot. Look, Tommy was all excited because it was fake and it was planned. There was also that uh, stunt with the jugs machine where Wachi throws the football into the jugs machine, catches it, and right back to him. That, too, not real. Oh, two times for good measure. You say it's not real. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> believe the jugs one. <laughs> Joe, remember that Wayne Gretzky jersey that we talked about? We talked about it on Friday. We said the auction was closing this weekend. The last we said, Mojo, the price was around $250,000. Well, did it ever go up over the weekend, Mojo? So the jersey that Wayne Gretzky wore in the very last NHL game that he ever played in, in April of 1999, for the New York Rangers sold for just under $750,000, Mojo. Uh, in incredible. I mean, look, $250,000 would have been a heck of a lot in my mind for a, for a piece of cloth, but it ends up going for three quarters of a million dollars. And uh, yeah, not, not too shabby of a price. Hey, baby, this is... This is Wayne Gretzky, man. You knew that nope. price was going to climb. Another time. Honestly, bro, if, if it sold for 250 k I would have been shocked. I would have been a little bit disappointed and let wow. down, embarrassed personally even a little bit. 750000 ain't bad. I was wondering if this one was going to creep over a full mill, but we are talking about the greatest hockey player of all time. His last professional outing in this jersey. It's a pretty good rate, Babcock. 
Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, look, uh, when you talk about Wayne Gretzky, you don't have to be a hockey expert to know that he is absolutely the greatest player to ever put on a pair of skates. He uh, is a nine-time MVP, the Hart Trophy, for those NHL fans out there. Gordy Howe next with, uh, with six, Mojo. So he has three more MVPs than Gordy Howe. That's how great Wayne Gretzky was. And uh, I think it's only fitting then that his jersey, again, almost goes for three-quarters of a million dollars. Mojo. We're almost out uh, of time here, but before we go, got to say a big, big, big happy birthday to one of our favorite guests, friend of the show, the world's strongest man. <laughs> look, look, look at that. What a photo. Uh, Mark Henry today, Mojo, turning 52 years old. Still, like, actually scientifically proven to be 17 times stronger than me even at 52 years not, old. I'm not going to lie, Babcock, 17. <laughs> yeah, did I, did I underdo that a little bit? Seventeen hundred thousand million. Some, some. We're not counting. Well, let's let's not label it. Let's Why not put count? a number Why on count? it. Either way, happy birthday to my good friend Mark Henry. Uh, it's gonna be a good one. We love you. We miss you. We'll have you back on the show very soon. Of course, some big things going on in Mark Henry's life right now. I can tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. His son is absolutely dominating. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree there. His son is a terrific athlete. We've got to go, Mojo. Uh, big stuff tomorrow. Look, the fallout from the Floyd Mayweather, the John Gotti, the third fight, all that continues. A lot's going on. It's going to be a big show tomorrow. Definitely should make it.